This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. KXNO Des Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios, this is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. 11 o'clock hour, Miller & Condon with you until noon. Coming up momentarily, Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Of course, Chiefs Insider on Twitter. Uh, Ted Glover, Daily Norseman on the Vikings and the Cowboys. Sunday night football, likely without Adam Thielen. Bama Trent and I will go around college football, give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons in Altoona. And our picks before we get out of here at noon. He's Nick Athen as we talk Kansas City Chiefs. Good to talk to you, Nick Athen. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I know you've got a new endeavor, primetimesportstalk.com. Yep. I was just there on the website. Uh, pretty, a pretty shiny website. Uh, good luck to you with that venture. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, let's go back before we go forward. I want to talk about last week's okay. uh, win over the Vikings. I was mm-hmm. Look, I was like a lot of people. I thought that this Vikings team would be too much without uh, the Chiefs, without Patrick Mahomes. Asking a lot for them to beat this Vikings mm-hmm. was a pretty good defense. You know, their offense, yep. uh, Cook was clicking uh, at the time prior to the game. Uh, Nick, I know you've been awful hard over the last couple of years on Chiefs defenses, and I guess it was a different coordinator. Uh, but holding yeah. Dalvin Cook to 71 yards, I thought the defense carried the day for the Chiefs. I know Damian Williams had a lot to do with it as well, and Hill, but defense really showed up. Yeah, no, they they, they came to play. I mean, you know, I think the insurgents, Chris Jones, back in the lineup, you know, he just brought an energy that, uh, you know, that this team really needed, and they kind of took advantage of it. And I thought they're, they're playing the fourth quarter, particularly in those last two drives. You know, that was that was the, the days of Neil Smith and, and Derek Thomas, it just they just they didn't let up. I mean, they just attacked. And I think what Steve Spagnoli is starting to figure out is, you know, he's got guys they can move around that defensive line. He's got linebackers, and safeties they can bring. You know, they don't have obviously without Frank Clark. You know, and Joe's not 100 percent that dominant pass rusher they've had in the past. So that he's kind of starting to learn that you know we'll please this to our advantage. Let's bring let's bring heat from different directions, different people, and different in different situations and. uh you know, I thought the adjustments they made after the first quarter, but the whole Cook um, and make Kirk Cousins be the old Kirk Cousins instead of the new Kirk Cousins, um, I thought was uh, was the key to the entire game. Nick, uh, Patrick Mahomes this week, they're ramping up what he is going to do. The anticipation for most everybody is that he is going yep. to play this week. Any concerns for you going into this one? We saw him, though, uh, Bucker didn't want to give him a big chest bump after the game-winning field goal. <laughs> Looked pretty good as he was going out there. All systems go in your mind with Mahomes? I think it's good. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that there's a risk, you know, not having Eric Fisher there, who's probably still, after the bye week, he should be back. Um, you know, I think there's a little risk there, but, uh, 
you know, the Chiefs aren't going to take uh, take any chances with a franchise if if he comes out Sunday in the warmups and he's not, you know, he's not feeling it or he's got a little twinge. You know, I, I think honestly they're more concerned with the ankle than they are with the knee mm. at this point. That ankle has been tweaked and turned and pulled, and you know, luckily it hasn't snapped yet. Uh, considering it's had it stepped on, I think three times so far this year. So I uh, listen if he's if he's 100, uh, percent he's going to play. If he's not. You know, I, I don't think they need Patrick Mahomes to beat the, the, the Titans this week. They're really on, on the downturn. They've got quarterback issues. Um, they got a lot of issues. They got a lot of injuries, kind of like the Chiefs do. Um, so, uh, I, I, listen, if he's ready to go play him, you know, with what the Raiders did last night, I mean, they're creeping up there. They've got a mm-hmm. cupcake, cupcake schedule. Um, you know, if the Chiefs beat them in Kansas City December third, then then it's a big point. But you know, they have a schedule where they could basically run the table all but one game. Um, and so I think you, you kind of have to look at that and say, okay, we need to put our best foot forward. So, you know, last week was a huge game for this organization, I thought, you know, coming out after losing three straight at home and for them to play that way. But this week, you know, it's a statement game, Mark. Okay, let's reestablish ourselves as the best team in football. And I believe that they are, if they're healthy, this is the best team in, in, in football. Uh, it's going to be fun because I think the Baltimore Ravens are in the conversation after last week. Of course, the Patriots are the Patriots. You know, so you, let me pick up on the Raiders, Nick. I, I enjoyed yep. it. We're both AFC West guys. Uh, you know, yep. the, the, the final prime time uh, at the Col- prime time game at the Coliseum last night uh, for the uh-huh. Raiders is a fun football game. I think we're beginning to see the. You know, the, there's not a lot of uh, lot, not a lot left in Philip Rivers' career, sadly, because I love watching him play. Yep. But the Raiders themselves, Josh Jacobs, can run the football. Car is playing his best football. I think Gruden's finally got to him defensively. Yep. Harris is a good player. They got some guys. Where are you on this Raiders team? Are they a legitimate threat to the Chiefs at the top of the division? I don't think they're a threat to the Chiefs at the top of the division because they're still the Raiders, and you know they'll go to the Jets and probably lose that game. And you know they'll be a team or two along the way that uh, you know they'll struggle with. And, and you know, fortunately for Carr, he's only got one cold weather game left, and that's half the Jets. Everything else is in warm weather. Mm. Uh, well, obviously in Kansas City, we don't know what December is going to be like. So, um, but you know, he doesn't play well in, in those kinds of conditions. Um, so I think I think listen, I think they're definitely in the conversation for a wild card. I really believe that just based on their schedule, the fact that there's a lot of teams that are bunched together right now, they're going to have to play one another. And listen, I mean, the AFC is pretty watered down after you get to the top, you know, three, four teams. And I think the Raiders could definitely take advantage of it. They got the right coach. They got the right schedule. The quarterback's playing well. I think their defense is still a little suspect, um, but it's good enough to what they're going to be facing outside of the Chiefs the rest of the season to, to think that, hey, they could have nine, maybe they could have nine wins or maybe ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's out of the question. I think with the job that Gruden has done, rallying the team after the Brown nightmare, I think that probably benefited them more than anything that, that Gruden has done since he's been up there was just to use that situation. And Carr stepped up and became a really good football player and a leader. And I think that's something that Gruden really, really needed to have happen. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Check it out. Uh, there's plenty there for everybody, regardless of uh, sport. But uh, if you're listening to Nick, you're listening to his NFL takes on the Kansas City Chiefs. Follow him on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Uh, Nick, we will uh, one more week before the bye, correct, for the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. They play uh, the Chargers a week from Monday in Mexico, provided there's a, a good field to play on. <laughs> um, and then they, the, the bye week. I mean, it's much needed, so. Yeah, um, they're going to have a couple of weeks. They should win the next two games, rest up. I think every injured player will be back uh, when they face the Raiders in December. That's five games that they'll have left. 
including at Patriots, at Bears. And uh, so I think, I think you're going to see the best of this team probably in December. And uh, they'll go as far as Mahomes and the defense take. Well, we will talk to you on that Monday then, uh, since they're off in, uh, until Monday night. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Good to Appreciate talk to you, Nick Athen. On the Chiefs, Ted Glover on the Vikings. It's a prime time affair. Is their quarterback going to act like he's ready for prime time? Mm. Ted Glover joins the program. Daily Norseman is where you can read him. Ted Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. I guess that's still the, uh, you know, the million dollar question, right? Is what Kurt Cousins is going to show up under the bright lights of SNF? How are you? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. And I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a narrative, but it's a narrative for a reason. But I, I would argue, although Cousins, the, the the Vikings had a litany of issues against the Chiefs last week, and I, I would not lay the blame solely at the foot of Kirk Cousins. He he missed some easy throws. His completion percentage isn't what it should be for an NFL quarterback. But you know the, the defense had problems handling a backup quarterback in Matt Moore. Um, Britton Colquitt shanked that last punt that, that kind of set the Chiefs up in field goal position before the drive even began. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer had some really questionable coaching decisions, I thought. I mean, it's kind of a, it was sort of a whole convoluted team effort. And then, you know, the second half, the Vikings offense had a couple of pretty big drives and they, they had lead going into the fourth quarter, right? you know, so yeah, but I, we'll see what happens this week and, and whether or not the, the Vikings can, uh, they really need this game, and so let's see if they can go down to Dallas or Arlington or wherever Jerry World is this, these days and, and come out come out of it with a win. You know, Ken mentioned Kirk Cousins, and we know about his primetime issues. Is a win here, a win in primetime, a win against the Cowboys, all these different things, it's not going to completely do away with the detractors that are out there, but how much is it going to help him going forward and, and just maybe getting that monkey off his back? I don't think it will completely eliminate it. I mean, I think you have to do it more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be a little bit more consistent. Um, but, you know, this this winning in prime time or winning against good teams on the road isn't – yeah, it was kind of part of the Cousins narrative before he came to the Vikings. But it's it's been a Mike Zimmer thing. You know, I wrote this this post on Daily North from a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, whatever, that I the Vikings kind of feel like they're in this football for you. They, they hit the teams they're supposed to beat. But when the when the competition is as as talented or or maybe even a little bit better, the Vikings have trouble closing the deal, especially on the road. I mean it's it's a it's a thing they have to overcome as a team. I I, I don't think you can lay this all at the feet of Cousins, but yes, he has to play well and he has to um, run the offense, and and Vikings have to come out of there with a win if if this discussion or this narrative, whatever it is you want to call it, is is something that, that we can put to bed. Uh, it's easy to say now that the uh, the Vikings uh, messed up when they tried to insert Thielen uh, last week um, against uh, against the Chiefs. I don't think he caught a pass. I'm not even, he might have been targeted once before he just couldn't answer the bell anymore and then didn't get back into the game. We know he's not going to play this weekend. Did they mess up? What led them to believe that uh, and maybe it was Thielen himself that just needed, wanted to be out there you won't need him next week against Denver, but boy, it sure would have been good to have him against the Cowboys this week, and now they won't. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Mike Zimmer was sort of a you know would have gotten his head ripped off either way, either way by by whoever. I, if the, if the trainers tell you he's good to go, and then the player says, "Yeah, I think I can do it," in a game like that, I 
you got to at least give him the benefit of the doubt and, and the training staff, the medical staff, the benefit of the doubt. If if they had said he was good, and and Zimmer said not decided not to play him, then he he would have received as much criticism for not playing him, I think, than he would have if he if he went with the decision he did. Yeah, I mean, hamstrings are tricky, and now hopefully hopefully he'll only miss this game, but I I would bet you know he'll miss this week. Uh, the Denver game, then he'll have the bye, and then probably see him, I think, the Monday night game in Seattle coming out of the bye. So all four teams from the NFC North lose uh, over the weekend. The Bears are out of it. The Lions more than likely are out of it. So who wins this division, the Vikings or the Packers? Call your shot, Ted. Uh, it's the Packers to lose. I mean, the Vikings have uh, the Vikings have an opportunity. They, it, It's in front of them to do it. Um, but, you know, when you're when you're chasing the competition, you have to hope other teams can step up and and help you. And the, the Vikes had a golden opportunity last week to, to beat the Chiefs and at least uh, go into a, a, a draw minus the tie tiebreaker with Green Bay. I I still think it's Green Bay's to lose. I, I but I think the Vikings have the ability to win the division. Whether they do or not remains to be seen. Ted Glover, we will talk to you in advance of that Broncos tilt next Sunday at noon uh, up in uh, in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate you coming on. You bet. Have a good weekend, guys. Yep, good to talk to you too. Ted Glover, DailyNorseman.com, Daily Norseman. A little breaking news, Trent, not sports-related, but Des Moines-related. Mm-hmm. Kim Norvell from the Des Moines Register. I don't know if this was a press release or if this was... Journalism that's finest here. Uh, Allegiant Air is going to establish Des Moines, a hub in Des Moines. For that means Allegiant. we're going to have more places we can fly on Allegiant? On Allegiant. Now, oh. if if it's a normal hub, the answer would be yes. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't just be, because where can you fly now on Allegiant? Florida, Sanford for sure. Yes. Vegas for sure. Yeah, Me- uh, Mesa, Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. LA. I think into LA. So this might, theoretically. Fort um, Myers, is that the other? I don't. Do they go into Fort Myers? I think there's something else, Florida. The Gulf Coast, that would be that would make sense. Um, so I don't know the details, but Des Moines is going to be a, a hub for Legion Airlines. I like it. I do, too. I like to save money when I'm flying. I don't need any bells and whistles. Get me there. Yeah, but Allegiance. I mean, it is the <laughs> bare bones of bare bones. That's a, as long as the plane flies, get me there. I can download a couple things on my phone. I'll be good to go. But again... Southwest bags fly free. Well, you know what? You can watch TV for free. Right now, we can give some people a possibility of winning some money, and, and they don't. It on and they flights? don't have to even use Allegiant. They can bump up. What do you like, Southwest? I'm a Southwest guy. Yes. So you're saying that if we put a thousand dollars in somebody's pocket, maybe then you they don't, can. You're taking a vacation. Upgrade you're... the ticket, maybe. Right. Yeah. First class for Allegiant. <laughs> I'm not sure there is such a thing. Uh, regardless, let's see if we can. You don't need to spend it on a, on air travel if you win the grand here. You can spend it however you darn well please. And it's time to put another thousand dollars or try to anyways in somebody's bank account. Maybe not the best keyword when we're talking flying, but text the keyword car <laughs> to two hundred two hundred. Text car to two hundred two hundred right You'll now. Get a confirmation text info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. I'm Bama Bob joins us next here until noon fourteen sixty for you. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Con. 
Brendan with you until noon. Claxton's Barbecue coming up here in about oh, less than 20 minutes. We'll give you an opportunity uh, to win either a $35 gift certificate or if you're the runner-up, 25 You can win tickets to see the Hawkeyes and the Gophers. Simply go to kxno.com, click the contest page, uh, the contest link. There you'll see the Hawkeye. Click on it, yada, yada, yada. Total points, uh, closest without going over tomorrow's game, Iowa versus Wisconsin. If you're the closest without going over, two tickets to see the Gophers. Thanks to our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller. FullerDental.net. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I go around college football. Boys, before we get into a couple of the games, uh, a couple of years ago, we both scoffed at the fact that, what the hell is Arizona State thinking? <laughs> Herm Edwards, please. Well, Florida State Bama apparently is kicking the tires on Deion Sanders. I don't know if this one's going to happen. Um, your thoughts on even putting that out there that he's on the list? I think it might be the only worse option than Willie Tiger. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I know he's a name. I know he's a star. Um He's got quote unquote connections. He could probably he knows nothing about it. There, there's there is, and this is kind of what got Taggart into trouble. I mean, there's a lot more to running a football program than just being the coach on the sidelines. And Dion is not qualified for that. I mean, Herm Edwards at least you know had some experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have coaching experience. He had a lot of playing experience and. Um, I mean, he had head coach head in the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. NFL experience, um, just not in the college game. And Dion has none of that. And I just look this. If if you want to, I don't even know that this would appease the fan base. I mean, this, I don't think this, it would. That just sounds like the worst idea ever. And I don't know how serious it is or or anything else. But it's just um, you know, <laughs> I still want. I, I'm still with Trent. I want Lane Kiffin. I want Lane Kiffin oh, in yes. Tallahassee. And I don't know that that's going to happen. I think Bob Stoops probably more of a pipe dream, although he did get back into coaching, albeit mm-hmm. the whatever this XFL is. So that kind of tells you maybe he's still he's getting the itch back a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just I, I think it's ridiculous. I hope it's not true. I have no idea uh, what the source of the rumor was, the validity of it. But if they want to make a worse hire than Willie Taggart. Go ahead and hire Deion Sanders. All right, let's get into some of these games coming up this weekend, and we're going to we're going to include both of uh, Iowa and Iowa State. Normally, we talk it on a national basis, but these are both huge games from a national perspective yeah. for both of our in-state teams. We'll get to them in a minute. Let's start at eleven o'clock tomorrow morning, boys. Uh, up in the Twin Cities, a couple of unbeaten Big Ten teams, one from the East, one from the West. Trent, I'll start with you. Um, look, we had Lee Sterling on yesterday mm-hmm. in the fifteen minutes we were on the air, and Lee said the wrong. Long team was favored. He believes that the Gophers should be favored. Where do you where do you come down on the, on this football game? It's going to be. It is a huge step up in competition for Minnesota. And say what you will about their schedule. And we talked about what happened at the beginning of the year. And they're finding ways to win football games. Mm-hmm. Third eight, no, and it's going to be a step up. But I don't think it's a step up that they can't compete with. I think Penn State's better. I think they're going to win the game here, but for people out there, and they're mostly Hawkeye fans out there, that think this is going to be some kind of 42-7 to drubbing, I don't see that happening at all. Minnesota is very talented. Minnesota can run the football. They can throw the football. They're good defensively. They can catch the football. Penn State, 
they're not elite offensively. They have good players, but uh-huh. this isn't an explosive offense that's going to run past here. This is going to be a good, solid four-quarter football game. Penn State wins, but it's not the blowout I think that some people are anticipating. You sold me, Trent. Sounds like we're going to get a hell of a game. Bama, do you see it that way? Absolutely. I would take Minnesota in the points all day long mm-hmm. here. I mean, first of all, this, this, this is big. And it may not be the two teams you think of when you think classic Big Ten, but, I mean, outdoor weather, right. cold November. I mean, could not get any better. Noon kickoff, I guess, Eastern, 11 local. Um, I, I, I'm with Trent on this. I mean, listen, Minnesota has had, you know, some good news this week. They, they signed their coach, you know, all the openings and everything else. So that, that distraction has gone away. Uh, the, I think other good news for Minnesota is Penn State came out right number four in the playoffs. So they've got a bullseye on their back all of a sudden. You know, they're not fighting to get in. Right now they're in. And, you know, are they going to catch them as a look ahead? You know, they know they have that monster game coming up with Ohio State. Are they going to catch them in a little bit of a look ahead? I don't, I don't know if that's true. Uh, Penn State, you're right, has played a much tougher schedule. Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, all victims so far. You go look, I don't know that Penn State could have played a softer schedule in the Big Ten when you look at the games that they, I'm sorry, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they could have played a softer schedule, but, as the old and their non-conference was really nothing to get excited about, um, but when you go like like you said, what's the old adage? You can only beat the teams on your schedule, and so far that's who it's been. Um, I think this is a tight game. I'm, I would take Minnesota in the points. Would not shock me to see them win. But man, just how cool was it for the state of Minnesota to get this uh, on a national basis at noon with really nothing else uh, up against it? I mean, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So. Give me the uh, give me the Gophers and the points in this one. Interesting. Which game they would have decided to go there, but uh, alas, they didn't. Um, look, let, let's go to the uh, the two thirty window, and uh, it's one. Well, it's not one versus two. It's two versus three. Well, it's one versus two yeah, in the AP poll. Huh? In the AP poll. All right, so we'll go with that. But regardless yeah. of that, um, the playoff poll doesn't matter until the end of the year. Okay, uh, it doesn't. But you get my point. It, yeah, it, it's, it's number one versus number. When we look back in history, uh-huh. they always talk about number one, number two in the AP poll. This is number one versus number two. Okay, well, we're splitting hairs. I don't we care. I know who's playing at two thirty, and I know what I'm going to be watching at least until three. Then I'll go back and forth. But Bama Tua apparently, look, Nick Saban says there's a pretty good chance he's going to play. Of course, he's going to try and play. But how how close is he, Bama? What's the word down there? How close is he to being a hundred percent? He's either, depending on who you listen to, and there's so many opinions, he's either at 25% or he's at 90%. Nobody knows. And that's, that's the thing. The only video you've had, you've had of Tua Tagovailoa on a football field since he had the injury was, is, is kind of, you know, the opening 10 minute period right. or whatever where they just throw in the ball, out, warm up, do yep. nothing, and then they kick the media out. Now he has been throwing they, they they do have video of him you know kind of dropping back and throwing the football so he isn't you know he's dressed and and he's you know it's it's not his plant foot thankfully like it was the last time it's his it's his landing foot so he should be able to get you know the zip on the ball that he needs but really nobody knows nobody knows if it's a smoke screen nobody knows whether it's you know whether it's true you know when's the last time Nick Saban's really honest with the media so is he gonna is he being honest now and and you know nobody's gonna believe him or is he trying to throw a smoke screen? But uh, I think he's probably in the you know sixty on the low side sixty percent high side eighty percent probably. I mean the guy had ankle surgery. I mean for goodness sakes three weeks mm-hmm. ago and now he's gonna go out and play uh, you know against the by 
far the best team Alabama's played this year. Um, it this game to me all hinges on him, both offensive lighting it up. You know, over 45, 46 points a game. Uh, LSU played by far the tougher schedule. Auburn and Florida both victims. Um, I'll be in both in Baton Rouge. Uh, Burrow's kind of the front runner for the Heisman, um, although you know Young is getting a lot of run. Yeah, but I think after today, Bam, I think Chase Young's Heisman uh, candidacy is probably behind him. But anyways, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It to me, it, it's just all going to depend if, if Tua is is able to play at seventy five, eighty percent. Uh, I like Alabama in the game. This this is the best chance LSU's had in, in eight nine trips. I mean, eight, or tries. I mean, it was twenty nine nothing last year. You know, the barbs going back and forth on Twitter. You know, LSU fans, oh, you better score more than twenty nine this year. And Alabama fans are like, well, you better score more than zero. <laughs> right. um, you know, so it's just it's just that kind of game. For, you know, Trump's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Game day's there. It's going to be a logistical mess. They're telling people to be in the stadium seated by one o'clock, <laughs> or else you will not make kickoff because of uh, all the security. But biggest game of the year. Uh, th- this game is really become that uh in a lot of ways nationally but people are tired of it and it could be the first of two i mean i just i still think the loser's not out of it uh you can kind of see that in the poll and the in the uh you know in the playoff poll kind of lining up you start with your two lost teams and go from there and georgia's you know whoever wins this game if they beat georgia's going to knock georgia out and you start doing the math and I don't think the loser's out of it. They're going to need a little help. But, uh, you know, as far down as Oklahoma is, um, I think that's that's the one everybody's looking at, Oklahoma and Oregon. Those two teams slip up, then, man, all of a sudden this, this game, I won't say it doesn't matter, but the loser's still in it. But ought to be fun. I hope it lives up to the hype. I will say I do not think we're going to get another 9-6 game. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, you know what? I don't care. I just yeah. want to see a good game. Uh, I think it's a tougher path to the playoff if Alabama loses but uh, because they're at home, but we can talk about that next week. Trent, how do you see this game? I, I think this is a perfect spot for Alabama. They, uh, You've heard it this week. Saban brought it up in his press conference, and we're taking on the number 1 ranked team in the country. He said it twice, and then later on said, yep. but rankings don't matter. I uh, read a quote from one of the defensive players from Alabama. I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about disrespect. Saban is Around playing this. Yeah, Saban is playing this angle up all week long. He rarely gets to use it, but he is mm-hmm. using it now. And this is one of his best motivational ploys when he's able to play it. This team plays great football. Alabama double digits. They run away and hide in this one. Maybe we should take Clemson in the, for that very reason. Dabble doesn't get to play that card very often either. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Bama, give me your take on Iowa Wisconsin. A Big Ten West collision. Three o'clock in the afternoon on Big Fox. Yeah, who would have thought that, you know, we would have thought that this would have been, you know, for the West, you know, earlier in the, in the season, and now the loser's done. Yep. I mean, and the winner might be done. If uh, if Minnesota beats Penn State, mm-hmm. there are two games, both these teams trailing Minnesota by two games, both of them still to play Minnesota. So that's why, you know, I think, you know, probably by the time this game kicks, they'll, you know, you'll know the result of, of what happened in Minnesota. I don't uh-huh. know if that'll affect the game. If if the Gophers win, then the, you know where does that put this game? I mean, listen, these are two teams that that you know struggle offensively. Iowa is just almost anemic on offense. Both teams, excellent defenses. Um, the running game again. This this is this just has had the classic making of Big Ten cold weather football hmm. ground you know ground game blah all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, take the under almost at thirty eight and a half, which is crazy. 
but you know, listen, with Iowa, they just play close games, and and we haven't seen an explosion out of them. And I think Wisconsin ultimately, I think, is going to really rue that loss to Illinois. I'll take the Badgers in this game just because. Much like Michigan State's offense, Iowa has just struggled so bad offensively to, to put up points uh, against good teams, not even, you know, and against which I think Wisconsin is. So I will take uh, I'll take the Badgers. I don't know what the line is, but um, I'll take them to win the game. I'm not sure exactly what the line. I haven't seen the latest line on this. Uh, Trent, just, just real quick, you, you made a really good point with Tom Kakert earlier today. Uh, Iowa's edge is Keith Duncan. Yeah. It really is. Special teams, yep. they can, that's how they have to win this game. They have to tighten it up that way. I just can't see enough out of the offense here. I think Wisconsin rolls. Oh, we've got three minutes left, boys. Bama, because I want to get sneaky good game in here. Iowa State, Oklahoma, give me your take on that one, Bama. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, listen, Cyclones still control their destiny, as far as I by my math. Um, Oklahoma, both these games, both these teams coming off by weeks, coming off losses. Uh, Oklahoma, the shocker to Kansas State. Um, oh, you know, Iowa State, the, the tough one to Oklahoma State at mm-hmm. home, I believe. Yep. So, listen, I mean, yeah, the matchup of two really good, young, in-demand head coaches, Lincoln Riley to the NFL, uh, Matt Campbell, you know, going to be mentioned for a lot of big-time jobs, uh, no matter how their season plays out. I uh, hope he stays in Ames, but I got to think on the road, uh, or really, I guess, at home, if you want to look at it that way, uh, Oklahoma coming off that loss they know what's in front of them now they know they got an uphill grind i don't you know to get back into the top four um i don't know that they're going to be able i i don't see them losing two in a row put it that way i was shocked they lost to kansas state uh i give iowa state a, a puncher's chance here probably even would take the money line or the the uh the spread i think it's at 15 uh probably lean toward the over as well even though that's at 68 but I'm glad to yeah, see Iowa in the prime time spot on Fox, but uh, give me the Sooners. Yeah, you're right, Bam, and the rest of the prime time is not the shiniest. I think a lot of people are going to be watching no. this game if indeed it is close and uh, uh, certainly hoping that it is here. All right, boys, let's skip right to our sneaky good game. Um, Trent, you first. I'm going to go late night. It'll be the last one on the board, the Rainbow Warriors hosting San Jose the State. Last one. The last The San Jose State last week against Boise it was an entertaining game. It was fun. Watched a lot of that one. They're terrible in pass defense, though, and we know what Hawaii does. They throw the ball around. We might get 120 points in this game. This thing has destined for 63-56, something like that. If you're up late, maybe at the bar watching something, have fun with San Jose, Hawaii, late in the evening. Where? What? Who has TV of that one? Is it even broadcast anywhere? Uh, that might be one of those pay-per-view Hawaii things. Uh, Bama, what's your sneaky good game? Uh, it's probably a game I'm not going to see very many plays of. It's going to be ESPN 230, Kansas State going to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, coming off that big mm-hmm. win over Oklahoma, Texas struggling, um, not really anywhere on the national scene. Uh, you know, Kansas almost beat in there. I wouldn't be shocked to see the uh, Wildcats go in. And how about an Oklahoma Texas parlay for the Wildcats? Uh, I'm yeah. How about that? I'm going to go to the uh, Mountain West boys. I got a couple of games in the Mountain West. I think both of these teams trying to you know get to that championship. Boise State in the driver's seat, but Wyoming's right behind them. That's nine fifteen, and then earlier on CBS Sports Network, Fresno State, who's I think they're in second, and Utah State will try to get to Boise with one loss and have an opportunity to knock those off. So I got a couple of sneaky Mountain West tilts. Facebook Live for the Hawaii game. Facebook Live. Yeah, from Missouri. 
Missouri at Georgia could be fun too. That is not a given. Missouri still, believe it or not, controls their own destiny in the East. Yeah, that then that's six o'clock on ESPN. Six o'clock on ESPN. Yeah. Bama, we will recap it Monday at eleven o'clock. Have a good weekend, Bama Bob. Thank you. You too, guys. Always enjoy. It. Look forward to a great. I mean, this should be fun. I hope oh my! It, mm-hmm. I hope it's half as good as it has the potential to be. Indeed. Thanks, Bama. Take care. Yep, good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Trent and I going around college football. So, kicks off at what time? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock? And you can still, I don't think you actually have to have a Facebook account. You can just click on the link, but you're not going to. No, I'm not going to. No, you're going to be sleeping. Not at 10. I mean, Iowa State, Oklahoma still be going on at 10. Yeah, yeah, well, it was... Probably, 10.30. Did you see the uh, the announcing crews for the games on Fox this weekend? I uh, I wrote it down because I know we had talked about it earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, Oklahoma have Joe Davis, who's good. Yeah, Dodgers is the uh, play-by-play mm-hmm. guy is his full-time job with Brock Heward and Bruce Feldman on the on the sideline. And Iowa, Wisconsin has Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. Ah, uh, nice. So couple of good crews. So where, where's uh, where's where's the A team for Fox? Must be at their eleven o'clock game, uh, which is Ohio State, Maryland. Yuck. <laughs> Right, Yeesh. they'll have a lot to talk about. That is, yeah, for they sure. will. Well, they're going to have a lot of time to talk and, and to yes. fill because, boy, oh boy, that one's got a chance to get ugly. All right, Trent, we've got a chance to give away some barbecue, and we will do that right now. The first four callers: two eight four five nine six six two eight four five nine six six. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, we'll give you a thirty-five dollar gift certificate to Claxons. The runner-up will get twenty-five. Two eight four five nine six six. Four games. All of our games are college. Our tiebreaker is going to be what did I make the tiebreaker? Sunday night football. It was Cowboys Vikings. Cowboys Vikings total, total points. points. Closest without going over. All right. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stand by for Trent to answer the phone. If you're getting a busy signal, you'll have to try again next week. Our pick still to come. But Claxon's going to give four of our uh, audience members an opportunity to eat some phenomenal BBQ. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 14th. Where the power is. Build your business. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. All right, let's get right to it. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Time to give away some Claxons barbecue. Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. On the web, you can find them at klaxonbbq.com. Klaxonbbq.com. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up, 25 Tony, Kelly, Jason, and Dave in that order. Tony goes first. Tony, how was your week? That's good. How about you guys? Doing fine. Thank you for asking. Here we go. Wisconsin, a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Iowa. Give me Wisconsin. Oklahoma, 14 and a half over the Clones. Give me Oklahoma. Penn State, six and a half over the Gophers. Penn State. Bama, six and a half point favorite over LSU. Give me LSU. And the tiebreaker, closest without going over, Sunday night football, total points scored, Vikings-Cowboys. Let's do 52. 52. Tony, have a good weekend. Uh, Kelly is next. Kelly, welcome to the program. What say you, Kelly? Thank you. Uh, Wisconsin, nine and a half over Iowa. Give me the Hawks. Sooners, 14 and a half over the Clones. 
I will take the points and the clones. Take an Iowa State. Penn State gives six and a half to the Gophers. Penn State. Bama gives six and a half to LSU. I will take LSU. And uh, tiebreaker, closest without going over, Cowboys-Vikings Sunday night football. Let's go 50. 50. Kelly, thank you. Thanks, Ken. Uh, good to talk to you. Jason is up next. Hey, Jason. Hello. Uh, Wisconsin is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa. Take Wisconsin. Oklahoma, 14-and-a-half over Iowa State. State. Penn State, six-and-a-half over Minnesota. Penn State. Bama giving six and a half to LSU. I'll take Bama. All right. Vikings, Cowboys, total points, closest without going over. 46. Jason, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. And uh, Dave brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Wisconsin is a nine and a half point favorite over the Hawks. Badgers. Oklahoma, 14 and a half over Iowa State. Cyclones. Penn State, six and a half over the Gophers. Minnesota. Bama, six and a half over LSU. Alabama. All right, tiebreaker. Cowboys, Vikings, closest without going over. Uh, 47. 47. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. All right, there's Claxons, and thank you, Claxons, for allowing us to do this on a weekly basis. 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. All right, Trent Con and Mark Charter's got some picks this week, does he not? He does. He's got a three pack of games, and we'll get into ours. Both of us coming off a winning week last week, both went three and two, padding that percentage as we make our way to November. Here we go. Mark Charter's Best Bets, brought to you by Charter House Real Estate. Make your best bet by calling Charter House. Stop paying 6 to 7% to sell your home. Charter House offers a full-service real estate experience while saving you thousands. Find out your savings at charterhouseiowa.com. Hey, everybody. These are the picks that I like this week on my birthday week and also with a cold apologies for The Voice. All three games are in the college ranks this week. We're going to Alabama where I'm going to take LSU plus the six points. This simply comes down to Joe Burrow being what I believe is the best quarterback in the country. LSU does feel like a team of destiny to me. Tua will play, but who knows how well he does. Take LSU plus six points. Moving to the Big Ten, we're going to take the Purdue-Northwestern game. If you like watching punts and garbage, this is the game for you. We're going to take the under of 39 points in this game. Expect something like 16 to 12 as a final here. Finally, in the Big 12, we're going to take the Iowa State Cyclones plus 14 and a half. Matt Campbell does have a history of not getting blown out. I think they can keep this game within two touchdowns. Iowa State plus 14 and a half. Good luck this week and good gambling. There's Mark Charter's best bets of the week into our picks. Looking to build on a three and two week as I sit at 60% on the season. We go first to Camp Randall Stadium said it all day long. I've said it all week long. I just continue to struggle figuring out a way that I was going to put points up on the board. Nine and a half, it feels like too big of a number. I don't think so. This thing is destined to 20 to 3, 23 7. Give me the Badgers. I'll lay the nine and hook in pick number one. Pick number two, we go to the ACC. The U, a six and a half point favorite against Louisville. Satterfield's done a really nice job with this Louisville program, getting them just completely pulled out of the mire and muck. That they were on six and a half feels like too many. 
There was a ton of fans in attendance for the basketball game there earlier this week. There'll be plenty of Louisville fans there. Give me the six and a half. I'm going to grab the Cardinal and pick number two. We go to the NFL with my third pick. I'm going to Tennessee. Titans getting six and a half against the Chiefs. Something stinks here. This Tennessee team isn't very good. I'm going to grab the Titans. I'm fading the public. Ken, you can take the public. You can jump aboard with them. Give me the Titans in the six and a half in this one. Maybe a little rustiness out of Mahomes in that one. Sunday night football. This is a fade of Kirk Cousins all day long. Only have to lay a field goal. Not even that nasty hook that I thought was going to be in there all day long. Give me the Cowboys. I'll lay the field goal. We finish up with my best bet of the week. This thing popped off the screen from the get-go this week. It is in Chestnut Hill, Boston College, at home against Florida State. It's almost one of those games that feels too easy, but so much riding here. I'm all about Boston College. Adazio keeps his job for another season with a win here. Florida State, their coach Willie Taggart's already lost his job. My best bet, Boston College laid the two and a half with confidence against Florida State. Ted Miller, take it away. You know, Tom Caker mentioned the red bandana game this yes. week. That's the 9-11 red bandana. Absolutely. That's yep. a, I mean, sad, obviously. But uh, anyways, no, really sad. Uh, let's get into the picks this week. and starting the college ranks, Trent. And in the Big 12, I will go where West Virginia is hosting Texas Tech. Is Texas Tech the worst team in the Big 12? Maybe. West Virginia is actually getting points from the Red Raiders. Two and a half. I like this West Virginia team. I think they get a pulse. We last saw them last Thursday night giving Baylor all they wanted. Well, not all that we wanted. We wanted them to finish the job, but they didn't get it done. I think they will tomorrow. Give me the points. Two and a half, West Virginia. Pick number two, Notre Dame struggled mightily against uh, Vautech. I think that they were still getting over that malaise after the Michigan loss the week before. They're on the road against Duke. I think they're going to pound Duke. I think Notre Dame gets back on track for what that's worth. Uh, Laid the seven and a half. Give me the fighting Irish. Pick number two. Over to the NFL we go. The Packers going into their bye week. They take on Carolina. I think the Packers uh, will, I mean, I don't even have to uh, lay a touchdown, so I'm good with that. It's five and a half last I look. Give me the Packers. My first of three NFL picks. My second NFL pick is the Los Angeles Rams uh, laying three and a half against at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're not a playoff team. The Rams are trying to maintain relevance in a, what looks now is maybe the best division overall, top to bottom in the in the entire league. If not the north of the NFC, it's certainly the west. Rams laying three and a half at Pittsburgh. And Trent, I will take those Chiefs and go along with the public. Uh, the line's going up, so as long as it's not a touchdown, as long as I don't have to lay seven, I had five and a half, you've got six and a half, so we'll go with yours as that was the, what the point spread has moved to now. Mahomes is back. You saw him jumping around on the field last week, didn't you? I did. He's all the way back, baby. <laughs> Give me the uh, Chiefs. Five and a, uh, minus uh, six and a half over Tennessee. That is my best bet. All right, so your week isn't done. You've got high school football tonight. The playoffs continue. Mm-hmm. You'll be at Valley Waukee. You can hear the game on KXNO.com. You can hear it live on the radio at 1030 after the Wolves, as the Iowa Wolves begin their season tonight. If you can't get to the game, you can hear that game right here on the radio. Um, upsets tonight and with, with the teams that matter. Is there one game you're looking for? I, no. I, I'm looking at Irvindale. You think so? Wouldn't I, that be great? They go over there to Prairie. Mm-hmm. So mirrors last year's Southeast Polk kind of run? In a way, yeah. I, 
That Southeast Polk team, though, they were the last team in. You know, Urbandale's been solid. Jade Harrell continues to play really well. The linebackers that's been committed to Iowa for a while. Mm-hmm. Their offense just found a way in. And looking back, I went back and watched uh, the end of the Centennial Urbandale game. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yep. I mean, talk about getting every break. You look yep. at the box score, and we do that a lot on Mondays, kind of that box score recap. Look at the box score. How did Urbandale win? <laughs> we have to watch it to see how they won. It was absolutely incredible. At least give them a shot over there. Dowling, could they be in trouble tonight? Ankeny, if it's not windy out there, the Hawks can throw the football around. Brody Brecht, and it's not just him. They got a lot of good receivers. People have said this. Did Dowling Brody Brecht commit yet? Does he Hawk? Yeah, no, no. He hasn't, hasn't yet. hasn't huh? committed yet. He'll have some big-time offers, and not just football offers, baseball offers, a kid that can pump it up there in the low 90s. He's an outstanding really? athlete. Wow. I know which way I'd be leaning. I'd be looking for that baseball scholarship. <laughs> All right, well, Murph and Natty come your way at 2. The Fanatics are back at 4. Then tomorrow morning, of course, the Saturday morning pregame will be on your radio at 8. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend of college football, really. Uh, We'll recap it all with you on Monday. Monday, the the local programming kicks off at the morning rush at 6. Thanks for being with us. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 14.